Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the High Low Sports Podcast. We, we appreciate you all for joining us here this Wednesday evening, or if you're listening to us on one of the other audio platforms as well, too. We always we always enjoy you spending some time with us as well. Do talk a little bit of sports, and it's that time of year again, everybody. We are going, going bowling. And no, I don't mean you need to strap on your shoes or go to an alleyway. We are talking college football bowl games, 42 of them, 43 if you count the national championship game on the deck. We're going to go through every single one of them, some a little bit quicker than others. It is DJ joined, as always, by my co-host, Kelsey. And Kelsey, it's probably your favorite one of the shows we do every single year as well, too. We'll see if we can get a perfect strike or we're gonna, and see if maybe one of us can pull off a turkey this year. Yeah, you know, the last couple of years, we've actually been doing pretty good, sitting around, uh, I believe, about upper 60s, lower 70% success rate on our, our bull pick'em. So I uh, can't complain too bad when it comes down to picking these bulls. It's, you always get surprised with a couple of these smaller ones. But, man, this is... This is fun just because it's, you know, it's the time of year we get to see cross-conference matchups that we'll never see again. Uh, and then there's times that, you you know, you might see some old old rivalries renewed or just some silly games like Arkansas versus Kansas. And how many times does somebody get mispronounced Arkansas during that game? And, you know, silly things like that are going to happen during bowl season. But, yeah, we could, we could have a lot of fun talking about some of these weird bowl names too. Uh, a lot less than usual, though, because, fun fact, there are so many that got cut out, thankfully. So now we're only down to 42, 43 if you include the national championship. Um, longest name, fun fact, famous Idaho Potato Bowl this year. So no longer the San Diego Community Credit Union bowl game presented by MetLife or whatever it was before uh, taking over the name. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, this this is really is one of my favorite favorite times of year to talk about a you know sport. So I uh, get, get to do a lot of fun stuff. I always look forward to this when you get those fun matches. We got a national championship game. We'll talk a little bit about the Heisman finalists being announced as well, too. And you know, and one thing that I like about bowl season is you get to see some NFL prospects going against going up against some of the better talent they might face throughout the year as well, too. It's some of them, it's their last game they've already declared. Maybe and if they're playing, you know, they want to put out put on a show. Justin Herbert against Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl really sticks out when he decided to show off the wheels and run for three touchdowns in that game. It's like, oh, by the way, guys, I can scoop. And the next thing you know, he's drafted number six overall. So I do like that part about bowl season, underrated part of it as well, too. The downside is the players do decide not to play as well, but not too many of those this year. But Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Without any ado, we're going to go ahead and roll right into our main event. And if you're new here, well, you're about to find out. But if you're not, you already know what time it is. We're going to give a big shout out to our friends over at Manscaped as well, too. It is, it is holiday time, which means tis the season for clean balls. Fa la 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 la, la 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 la. Our friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephants, Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buffer for the holiday lover. Win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog this December by going to manscaped.com and using code HILOSPORTS for 20% off plus free shipping as well too and honestly when i look they have a whole lot of great products as well one of them that really stands out to me is a great stocking stuffer for the crown jewel will be the lawnmower 4.0 the electric razors advanced skin safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on santa's sack so get yourself 20 percent off and free shipping by using code high sports at manscaped.com once again that's 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using code high sports it's a perfect gift that will be this holiday's biggest hit and will probably be one of the funnier gifts as well, too. So definitely get them a gift that they'll love and make them laugh as well, too. And now that we've got a few bills paid for with that one as well, too, you can get right into it. We're going bowling. We're picking some games here, and we're going to start right off the top as well, too. we got a lot to get through. First one we'll look at is the Bahamas Bowl. We got In this game, we got Miami of Ohio taking on UAB, and I'll get it out of the way quick. I think Miami of Ohio is going to take this one. I think they just have a little bit, just a little bit more firepower. Yeah, uh, you know, Miami of Ohio is is the favorite here. 11 point spread um in favor of Miami of Ohio. But I'm going to go UAB because why not? Let's just spice it up with 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 things right off the bat in the Bahamas bowl. Either way, they are both winners for getting to go to the Bahamas on the school's money as well. So, next up we're going to go to the Cure Bowl. This one taking place in Orlando, Florida. We got number 24 Troy taking on number 25 UTSA. Give me UTSA. I I I'm really feeling this game. I I do think Troy's a really good school and deserving to be ranked, but I like UTSA in this matchup. Oh, fair enough. One and a half point spread favorite is UTSA. Um, so, you know, it's a smart pick to, to go there. But again, I'm going at this point in time, it's all about the, the havoc. Well, how much havoc can we wreak in these games? I'm going Troy on this one as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to mix it up. Go the underdog. Okay. I, I respect it as well too. Next we have, we are going over to, it looks like we're heading over to Fenway Park now in Boston. As we got the Fenway Bowl, Cincinnati taking on Louisville. In this game, go ahead and give me Louisville. I think Malik Cunningham, if he's able to go into that game, which he is injured, so he might not be able to go in. But if he is able to go in, I think he's going to go ahead and put on a clinic in that one. So give me Louisville in this game. Yeah, Louisville two-and-a-half-point favorites again. Uh, this time Cincinnati without Luke Fickle, so that is a big deal there. Um, give me Louisville as well in this one. I don't, I don't trust a, a team going in with no coach. Um, even though in history, history is provided, sometimes no coach means you get a, you get a W because you got to prove something to the old coach on his way out. Absolutely, as well too. And I feel like that's the storyline we will be talking about here in just a little bit once again as well too. And you know what? We're just gonna go right to it. The next one we got the Celebration Bowls: Jackson State taking on NC Central. And 
you know, I, I know everything you kind of talked about there, apply that to Jackson state here. I think Jackson state's going to get the dub one kind of final stamp stamp of we made it. We're here. That sort of thing as well. So like that final arrival, like even with Deion Sanders going to Colorado, we're still here. We're not done yet. Like just cause he's taking some of his Louis baggage with him. Doesn't mean we're finished here. Yeah. Uh, again, Jackson state 16 and a half point favorite, actually the biggest points read uh, of the, uh, the bowl season wildly enough. So um, yeah, it's hard not to, not to pick, you know, coach prime and, and Jackson state in this one. So I'm going to go the same way, go Jackson state. And uh, you know, as he says, He's the, him and Jackson State are an O team, so something and O, and uh, yeah, they're going to continue that trend. They, they he's going to finish his, his unfinished business and take his fancy new Louis pack, uh, Louis baggage down to Boulder. So, uh, give me Jackson State in this one. All right, we're on the same page. Next, we're going to head over to the Sin City, the Las Vegas Bulls. We've got number fourteen Oregon State taking on unranked Florida, and I'm surprised to see that. Florida's still unranked. I know it's been up and down season. I figured they might creep in in that 25-23 spot just on name brand alone. But I'm going to go with Florida in this game, pulling the upset. Anthony Richardson, AR-15 himself at quarterback, declaring for the draft. He's kind of that tweener prospect, similar to what Lamar Jackson was when he was coming out, where they didn't know all the talents there, all of this, but where do you draft him? I think he's going to go out in there and try and make a statement, show off his versatility. So give me Anthony Richardson in Florida to win the Las Vegas Bowl. Fair enough. Uh, actually, surprisingly enough in this one, Oregon State is actually the favorite, six-and-a-half-point favorite um, right at this point in time. So, actually kind of wild there. They're talking about, you know, not even Florida being not even ranked. They're not even they're not even favorite in this one. And uh, let's not forget, they did beat the Pac-12 champion uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the season. And I'm for that reason, I'm going Florida in this one. Um, Oregon State does have, an, it does have a little notorious streak in these games of, of causing some upsets. But, uh, yeah, I don't think this is going to be the case. I think Florida wins this one um, and surprises everybody with a – an underdog win, I guess, technically. I, it's, I guess since you're ranked 14th against an unranked, it makes sense. But at the same time, it feels weird. Like, if Oregon State was, going, was like, unranked going against number 14, I might be more inclined to take them. But as you mentioned, when they're the favorite, it, it feels wrong. You can't pick them when they're the favorite. It's, it feels like yeah. it goes against all nomenclature that we've come to know and love with Oregon State. So moving on now to our next bowl, we got the L.A. Bowl featuring Washington State versus Fresno State, a little Washington versus California action. This one in SoFi Stadium in Inglewood and you know what? Give me a give me Washington State in this one as well. Too. Or, you know what? Give me yeah, give me Washington State. I, I think Washington State could pull this one off. So it, it's a close one between them and Fresno State. I'm flip flopping a little bit here, but I'm gonna go with Washington State to pull off the pull off the surprise. Yeah, I, you know what? I like it. Uh, I like the let's swerve there. You, you even swerved yourself, I believe, on that one. But I like it. Uh, Washington State is the favorite, two and a half point favorite in this one. Uh, but again, I'm gonna go with as much. Havoc as I can re- uh, wreck on the, the bowl season this year. So I'm going to keep going with the underdogs here. Fresno State in this one is, is my pick on this in this game. I think their offense is really fun to watch. Uh, kind of an underrated offense right now in, in really all of college football. But I, it's going to be a tough, tough bet going against that Washington State. It's still that run and gun system. Uh, even though there's no Mike Leach, it's still fun to watch. But Fresno State, I'm, I'm still going to take in this one. Absolutely. Next, we're going to go to the Lending Tree Bowl, a much shorter name than I thought than some of these other ones down in Mobile, Alabama. We got Rice taking on Southern Mississippi, and I'm going to stick with Southern Mississippi in this one. Rice is a solid team, but I still think Southern Mississippi should be able to close this one out comfortably. Yeah, anytime Rice plays against anybody else, I don't pick Rice. Um, Southern Miss, for to, to back that up, is a six-point favorite. So I'm right there with you. Give me Southern Miss in this one. Uh, by the way, Frank Gore Jr. Um, playing for Southern Miss, so. Uh, definitely definitely going to be a fun one to watch there. D- doubling down on that one. So next we go to the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We got SMU taking on BYU. 
And I don't know about you, but I'm going to take SMU in this one. I think they're, I think they, they've had some pretty solid wins on the year. And I, I'm, I'm feeling good about SMU in this one. So I'm going to roll with them. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like, I like SMU. I like what they do offensively. I talk about another run and gun offense, high flying offense. Uh, with all that said, I'm going with the favorite here, the one and a half point favorite. That's BYU um, in this one. So, uh, yeah, give me BYU. I, I decided to switch it up from going with the underdog in this one, and, and I'm going to go with the go with the favorite and see if I might be able to to pull one off. It's trying to pull some chaos from all directions. Next, we're going to go to the Frisco Bowl in Frisco, Texas, also known as the home of the FCS Championship Games as well, too, which is you could argue to say is a little bit of a bigger game as well compared to the bowl game. But we still got a fun matchup here. So we got Boise State taking on North Texas and. I'm going to roll with North Texas on this one, a Texas bull with a Texas team. Uh, I'd be hard pressed to pick against them on this one. unless it is a complete firehouse on fire powerhouse on the other side. So go and give me North Texas in this game. Well, I am going with that powerhouse, that nine point favorite Boise state at this point in time. I think they might be considered a powerhouse, at least of the mountain West conference. Now they're um, a powerhouse on that blue turf. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know how much of a powerhouse we can really consider them, but I do feel like out of between North Texas and Boise state, uh, Boise State does have an edge. They are favored by nine points this time. So I'm going to go with that favorite. I'm going to go with the, what the betting odds say I should go with for, again, just for once um, and go with Boise State in this one. All right. Blue, see if the Blue Turf, how well the Blue Turf, tra- Blue Turf travels. Next, we're going to go to the Myrtle Beach Bulls. We got Marshall taking on UConn in Conway, South Carolina. I'm going to go with UConn on this one. I'm not too familiar with Marshall, but I have seen UConn play a little bit, and I think this is a matchup that favors them as well, too, from what I do know about Marshall. So give me UConn in this game. Yeah, Bowl-eligible UConn. What? Who would have thought? Ten-and-a-half-point dogs, though, is UConn. Marshall favored by ten-and-a-half points in this one. So maybe we're both going up the creek without a paddle. We don't know. But I'm going UConn as well. I think it's just – look, anytime UConn gets bowl-eligible, I immediately going to pick UConn at that point in time. Like, it's just essentially like – Yes, UConn is going to be the, my 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 team in that bowl game. Sorry, Marshall, um, but I'm hoping your thundering herd is a more like a thundering stream, um, mm-hmm. if you will. So give me UConn in this one as well. Absolutely. I mean, after seeing what they do in March Madness, some of it's got to carry over to bowl season a little bit as well. Today. Some of it's got to have a little crossover appeal here and there. So next, we're going to go to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. We got Eastern Michigan going against San Jose State. Give me San Jose State in this one. I think offensively, I think they have a lot of firepower. Eastern Michigan, I don't think will be able to keep up with them in this game. Yeah, same thing. Four and a half points favorite, San Jose State. Um, sitting there with San Jose State as well on this one. I'm not even gonna, not even gonna try to justify switching to Eastern Michigan. It is San Jose State uh, all the way. Absolutely. So next, we're gonna go to the Boca Raton Bowl as well. This one taking place in Boca Raton, Florida, at FAU Stadium. We got Liberty taking on Toledo. This one I think will be a underratedly close matchup, but I'm going to roll with Toledo in this one. Yeah, okay. Toledo, one-point favorites. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the team, with the coach leaving. Um, I talked about it earlier sometime. With, 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 you know, Hugh Freeze leaving Liberty, I feel like that's going to be a chance for Liberty players to be like, you shouldn't have left Liberty. You should have stayed here and not gone to Auburn, and they're going to win, and they're going to win big. And uh, give, So give me Liberty on this one, pulling the upset, if you can call a one-point underdog an upset. So you just kind of want the new Auburn coach to get a dub right out of the way too, just to kind of show off what's to come is what we're thinking. You know, what can I say? Um, <laughs> uh, maybe, I, maybe I, maybe I like a little bit of bias here. It's all good as long as we're all on the same page. So next we're going to head on down to the big easy. We got the new Orleans bowl. We got South Alabama taking on Western Kentucky. We got two geographical locations going head to head in the Caesar Superdome in new Orleans. And you know what, for this one, 
it's a pretty it's a pretty good one, but I think I'm gonna go with Western Kentucky on this one. I mean, I, there, I there's a lot I like about Western Kentucky just whenever I see them play as well too. So I'm gonna go with Western Kentucky. Uh, well, we've all known I've been a big fan of Western Kentucky for a while when it comes to picking in bowl bowl season. This year, though, they're a five point dog to South Alabama, and if you guys don't know South Alabama, relatively new Division One program. Um, so very cool that they're in a bowl game again. However, and, and I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick South Alabama. And the biggest reason why is I was going with Western Kentucky until I realized that their number one passing quarterback in all of F- FBS entered the portal before the playoff game. So he will not be participating in the, in, in the uh, bowl game. And that's the reason I'm going with South Alabama in here. So five point, five point favorite South Alabama. I'm stick, sticking with that favorite. All right, I like it. Well, next we have the Armed Forces Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas. We got Baylor, what ex- many expect to be a nat- potential playoff contender. Baylor at the beginning of the year taking on Air Force as well. Bit of bit of a fall from grace there for Baylor. It's all set up for Air Force to really stick it to a Power Five school like that, show that they belong. But I'm still sticking with Baylor because I still think there's a lot of talent there. I like the head coach Aranda a lot as well too. It was a very disappointing season for them, but I think this is a game. I think Baylor's going to walk away with this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Give me Baylor, six and a half point favorite over Air Force, but don't let that Air Force team sneak uh, sneak up on you. That offense is hard to stop. Still, option offenses always are, um, but Baylor, I feel like is a well disciplined enough team that they can figure it out and pull it off. So, give me Baylor, the six and a half point favorites in this one um, as well. All right, perfect. Next, we got the Gasparilla Bowl, and in this one, we got Wake Forest taking on Missouri and. You know what? The Sam. It looks like Sam Hartman is going to be able to play in this one as well, too. Hopefully, but from last I heard, it looks like actually it looks like he might not be returning as well, too. So that's something to keep an eye on. But I'm still going to go with Wake Forest in this one. I I like them in a matchup in Missouri. I think a little bit shaky. Missouri had some moments this year, but I'm I'm still going to roll with Wake Forest. I'm right there with you. Uh, three and a half point favorites. Whether or not Hartman plays or not, completely irrelevant in my eyes. I think the rest of this offense is really good enough to be able to beat Missouri. Um, you know, let's not forget they were a top 10 team at one point in time this season. So it's not like it's all Sam Hartman or bust um, for Wake Forest. So I, I do think this is going to be a, a, I won't say a walk because they are only three and a half point favorites, but I do think Wake Forest could, could have a lot of fun in this game. Let's just say that. So give me Wake Forest as well. And by the way, Sam Hartman, is it? he does say he does plan to play in that game as well too. So I just had to make sure on that one. But it looks like he does plan to play, which makes me a little bit more comfortable with that as well too. He's a guy who can be making his case for the next level in that game too. So next we're going to the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. We got Houston versus Louisiana. And it almost might feel sacrilegious to pick against Louisiana in this bowl game. But I'm still going to go with Houston on this one. I really like what Houston brings to the table. So give me Houston with the – I guess you could call it an upset. I don't know what the betting odds are, but when you play Louisiana in Shreveport, Louisiana, I feel like that's got to have a little bit of at least feather ruffling, if nothing else. Yeah, you know, it should be an upset, but somehow Houston is favored right now, five-point favorite. So, uh, But I'm with you. I still feel like it's going to be an it's, it is a It is an underdog game in all things but name itself, uh, <laughs> it feels like, for Houston. So, uh, But I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with the Cougars. That offense is... Man, um, a lot of fun to watch. Louisiana, although I will say defensively, is a very fun team to watch as well. Um, it gets a lot of turnovers, and that's important. If they can turn over Houston, then they have an opportunity. But I see Houston's offense um, covering that five-point spread and, and, and winning this one. Technically, I'm still going to call it an underdog win because they are playing at you, – you don't go to a report and play against the Louisiana team and ever, ever mm-hmm. think you're playing – 
in as a favorite. Like that just doesn't happen. So uh, yeah, give me Houston as well in this. Next, we have what a lot of people who aren't playing for the major bowl games. This might be the one they hope they get the pull for. And that is the Hawaii Bowl taking place in the athletics complex in Honolulu, Hawaii. We got Middle Tennessee State taking on San Diego State. And you know what? That's a very, very, very long flight for Middle Tennessee State and a much shorter one for San Diego State. So for no other reason than the time travel alone, give me San Diego State in this game. Yeah, uh, three and a half point favorites, by the way, San Diego State. Um, also have played in this stadium in the last two years. So <laughs> I'm going to go with a team that plays that plays a game in the stadium at least every two years. Um, I'm going to go San Diego State here. That travel, you're no joke. It is a pain in the butt. Look, I know Middle Tennessee State's been trying to get things going, but that is a tough, tough flight for them. So give me San Diego State on this one. And playing in that Hawaii heat is no joke either. Middle Tennessee is not something that they're used to being in the weather slash island humidity of of hawaii so um san diego pretty well used to that actually down in down in the san diego area yeah absolutely as well so next we're going to head over to ford field in detroit for the quick lane bowl with bowling green taking on new mexico state and i'm going to go with bg bowling green on this one i think they've had some the six and six record is a little deceiving they have some bad losses to ucla Buffalo, some just major blowout losses, but I think they have some really good underrated wins in there, like over Akron as well as Marshall. So go ahead and give me Bowling Green in this matchup. Yeah, uh, New Mexico State is a one-point favorite, but that might change into a pretty even push uh, by the end of uh, by the time this game comes around. Um, so I'm going to go with Bowling Green at this point in time as well. I just think, like you, I just think Bowling Green has an opportunity here. And look, New Mexico State's embroiled in controversy right now. If you guys haven't heard what's going on with their basketball team. That's spreading down through the entire football team, is uh, through the entire athletic department as well. So, um, very interesting to keep an eye on that, and and who knows how distracting that can be for a for a team like New Mexico State. So, give me Bowling Green in this one, technically with an underdog win. Next, we're gonna have the first responders bowl in Gerald J. Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas. We got Memphis taking on Utah State, and Memphis is a pretty solid team, but I'm gonna go with Utah State. I think. There will be levels in this one. I think Utah State is just a level above Memphis right now. Yeah, you know, I, I like that. Nine and a half point favorites is Memphis. Um, so in this one, I'm going to tend to lean towards Memphis and that run game. That run game is all sorts of terrifying. Um, and Utah State kind of kind of weak defensively this year. So we'll see if what they're able to do. Obviously, a team that started out in top 25, Utah State. Memphis, team that dabbled in the top 25 during the season. Um, so it's not like this is going to be a complete underdog story for Utah State. They do have an opportunity there uh, for sure against Memphis. But I'm going to go with the Memphis uh, team and, and, and see if they can hold on to that 9.5-point favorite for, for the rest of this. I think that, that number will shrink, though, as they get closer to game day. Next, we got a battle of Carolinas taking place in Birmingham, Alabama. Coastal Carolina taking on East Carolina. And I'm going to roll with Coastal Carolina this one, East Carolina. Nice story, but I don't think they're quite on the same level as Coastal Carolina. So give me Coastal. Hey, Las Vegas likes to think Coastal is the underdog here. So seven-point favorites are East Carolina. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm going with East Carolina. I am also sticking with Coastal Carolina. That team, look, they, they do and die as the quarterback goes. The quarterback potentially a draft prospect. We'll see uh, if he ends up going into the draft or if he ends up even getting drafted this year. I don't know if he's completely polished enough to get drafted, but I do think he has an opportunity to end up in the backup uh, for sure in the, at the next level. We'll have to wait and see, though. So in that case, I'm going Coastal Carolina as well. Um, Seven-point dogs, so we'll have to wait and see if that stays the case by the game time, but I do like Coastal Carolina in the Birmingham Bowl. 
Next, we have the Camellia Bowl taking place in Montgomery, Alabama. Buffalo versus Georgia Southern. I mentioned Buffalo with that big win over Bowling Green earlier in the year, and I'm going to stick with Buffalo in this one over Georgia Southern. I like it. Uh, I'm actually going Georgia Southern on this one, the four-point favorites um, right now. And and uh, it's all about Gata. If you know, the, if you know, you know um, about Georgia Southern. And then, look, if you know, know anything history-wise about their team, they put out running backs galore, and there looks to have another running back in the stable ready to go into the NFL um, we'll have to wait and see if he ends up deciding to go in this year's draft. But Georgia Southern for me is my favorite in this one. Um, I'm sticking with Vegas odds, and I'm going Georgia Southern in the Camellia Bowl. Next, we're going to the Guaranteed Rate Bowl in Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona, but with Oregon State taking on Wisconsin. If we know anything, it's that this game there is no guaranteed winner in this game. But I'm going to go ahead and stick with Wisconsin on this one. The the run game, the offense, the Old school mentality that is the same year in and year out. They, the, some things just never seem to change no matter who's there. And Oklahoma State, kind of in the same vein as Baylor, a bit of a disappointing season with what the expectations were and where they where they ended up this year. I mean, was a 48 to nothing loss or something like that at one point as well, too? It's, it was a rough season for Oklahoma State. So go and give me Wisconsin in this one. Yeah, from a potential in the playoff team to, well, where they are now playing against Wisconsin in the guaranteed rate bowl. What a terrible name for a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, three and a half point favorites, Wisconsin, Oklahoma state, the underdog here, and I'm going to continue my trend of chaos, uh, and, and go Oklahoma state in this one, because why not give me all the chaos at this point in time, all for the chaos. As we now head into the military bowl, this one has Duke going against the claims to be national champions of 2015 UCF. This one in the Navy Marine Corps Memorial stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. And while they did not go, while they were not the national champs that year, they went undefeated, and I will stand by that. They will win this bowl game, I believe, as well too. So go and give me UCF in the mil- in the military bowl. Yeah, actually, really cool that they're playing this game in Annapolis. By the way, I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, so you might be seeing a whole snow game here for two teams from the south. Hmm. Very, very entertaining. There, uh, UCF is a two and a half point favorite, and I think Gus Malzahn and that Gus Bus down there in uh, in Orlando is going to have a great opportunity to beat Duke here. So give me UCF as well. Um, that running game is no joke for UCF. If it snows, if it's, if it ridiculously snows, I could see them both calling off that one. They might just not want to play. They're like, you know, we don't deal with this. We live in the South for a reason. We're not playing in this. So too bad. This bowl game is canceled. You, we've, we've seen other ones canceled for COVID. We're canceling it for snow. So moving <laughs> on now. Next, we got the Liberty Bowl against Arkansas, Arkansas versus Kansas, Kansas. This is in Memorial Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee. A battle of underratedly good teams, but not quite elite teams. Arkansas with a lot of hype is potential SEC dark horse. Kansas, the team that kind of came out of nowhere as well. And on that same vein, I'm going to take Kansas on this one as well, too. Arkansas is a solid team, but as we as we talked about a little bit in the preseason preview, I think we talked about on Jared's show a little bit, too. Arkansas' success last year was very heavy on the turnovers on the amount of turnovers they forced. And they did not force nearly as many this year. I think we, that's why we saw the step back. Kansas, they just are surprising. They're just in these games. They, they're they just they're just winning all of a sudden. And it feels – it's been a long time since, like, I think Zabransky was the quarterback back in the day when they were at, when they were winning games, too. If I, I, I think Charlie it's, Weiss was the head coach? Yeah, like, it's been a long time coming. So give me Kansas so to get a little bit of pride in the Liberty Bowl and walk away with the W. Yeah, I, you know, I'm with you on this one. Kansas has been a surprising team, a fun team. I thought I was going to be like sneaky pick at this one and picking the underdog. Uh, Arkansas is favored by five points. Um, it just seems to be, tends to be the trend when you have SEC versus Big 12 team. Um, they're like, oh, SEC all the way. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. Arkansas, you're exactly right, predicated off the turnovers. 
Um, but I don't think they're they're, they're going to get a whole lot of turnovers from this Kansas team. This Kansas team has been very, very good this season at times. And then at other times, they have looked like Kansas pulled. Um, so it's very, very kind of annoying to try to pick a Kansas team. But uh, I'm going with the, uh, the way Kansas should be pronounced. And that is Kansas here winning this game as an upset uh, over Arkansas. Next, we're going to go to Pet Park in San Diego, where we got the Holiday Bowl as the number 15 Oregon takes on North Carolina. You know, it should lean towards Oregon in this one, but I like North Carolina and Drake May. I know they're not rigged. Bo Nix for Oregon's probably potentially playing for some draft positioning, but I think Drake May is going gonna to use this game to kick off his next year's campaign where he'll be making a push for draft time too. Drake May with a Heisman potential resume, just not quite the wins or the not necessarily the schedule of the wins and the notoriety to back it up, but his stats were out of this world. He had a fantastic season. So give me North Carolina pulling a little bit of an upset, I say, here over Oregon. Yeah, uh, it'd be a big upset. Ten and a half point favorites is Oregon. They gave him ten and um, a half. Wow, I thought it'd be ten and a half to six. start the yeah, start this one out. So we'll see if that closes down as it gets closer, especially if somebody like Bo Nix, who should be playing uh for, oh, for 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 positioning, considering he kinda had a fall off there at the end of the season, couldn't close out games. But you never know. He might take what he has and say, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out in the combine and figure it out in pro day and maybe not play. And that Oregon team gets a whole lot more sketchy um, if they uh, don't have Bo Nix there at quarterback. So uh, with all that said, I am going Oregon. And I always, I'm breaking my rule here. I'm betting with Bo Nix with the favorite here, 10.5 point favorite. I, this is going to bite me in the butt. I already see it happening now uh, because North Carolina is a very good team. But I'm going to go Ducks on this one. Uh, winning this game, and it's it it's makes me a little bit nervous in the, the, to, say, to say that out loud. The founder of the Bo Nix experience as well, too. So we'll see we'll see if it continues here, or if it's a little if it kind of comes to an abrupt end in potentially his final college game. Next, we're going to the Texas Bowl as we got Texas Tech taking on Ole Miss at NRG Stadium in Houston, the house that T. Y. Hilton built. And for this game, I'm going to go with Ole Miss on this one. Texas Tech. It's hard to. It's a Texas Bowl with Texas Tech, but I think Lane Kiffin's the type of coach you want going in there into with Ole Miss and that squad in there. So give me Ole Miss to to pull off the upset quarter quarter. I only say that because it's a Texas team in the Texas Bowl, kind of like we talked about the Louisiana Bowl earlier. Yeah, this, this honestly, I'd say this is the one Texas team in the Texas Bowl that you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, like I feel like Texas Tech doesn't get the representation they they deserve um, for being possibly the second best team consistently over the last twenty years. Uh, in the state of Texas. Yeah, I said it. Texas A&M, they are better than you over the last 20 years. Um, anyways, I digress. Uh, I do think I'm with you. I'm going Land Sharks here. Uh, Ole Miss, Land Sharks, Rebel Black Bears, whatever they want to call themselves at this point in time. Uh, they are the four-point favorite, but I do think Lane Kiffin and squad get this one done. Um, I think he finally figures out a game plan for the whole game, not just the first 20 plays. Um, we'll, definitely so, yeah. see that. we'll definitely see that. will be the big kicker there as well, too, so. Next, we're going to the Pinstripe Bowls. We got Minnesota taking on Syracuse in Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York. We got Minnesota with Ibram, a potential high draft pick at running back, taking on Syracuse. I'm going to go with Syracuse in this one. People, like They don't have necessarily the best record, but they were in a lot of those games. They were, honestly, Clemson benching DJU from basically beating them. If Clemson doesn't bench them, they beat Clemson earlier in the year. So give me the Syracuse Orange to win in the Pinstripe Bowl. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Um, Minnesota is a favorite this season uh, in in this game. They are seven point favorite. Ibrahim uh, is is the real deal at running back. Let's not kid ourselves. He is the best running back in the Big Twelve. Yes, I said it. Blake Quorum is not. It is Ibrahim. 
Um, he is the best running back there, and he will go, he will get drafted high, and and he will be drafted and have a great career in the NFL. Um, but I'm going Syracuse in this game. That that what the Orange have done this season is nothing shy of miraculous in considering their last five, seven years, uh, ten years even, maybe even longer since Donovan McNabb was there. Basically, <laughs> uh, it has been a long time since you've seen success out of Syracuse and. It's good to see. Um, good to see him back. But I, so I do have him upsetting Minnesota in this one. All right. Next, we're going to head to the Cheese It Bowl in Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. A nice little getaway for those getting to play in this game. We got number 13 Florida State taking on unranked Oklahoma Sooners in this game as well, too. Haven't said that in a very long time now, have we? That being said, give me the 13th ranked Florida State. Oklahoma was overrated coming into the year. It'd be starting the season like ranked number five or six or something like that. They're still recovering from the great exodus of 2021, it feels like, as well, too. So give me a Florida State in this 118. That's, if you forget, they beat LSU early on in the season as well, too. They've had some losses here and there, but they're they're worth all of that rank number 13. So give me Florida State. Yeah, best best team in Florida right now, um, hands <laughs> down. And, uh, yeah, they are a good team, Florida State. They are an eight-point favorite here over Oklahoma. And let's not forget, the exodus of 2021 isn't done. There are still people – there are still players leaving Oklahoma – to enter the transfer window yet again this offseason, um, including their star wide receiver. He has already entered the transfer portal. He will not be playing in this game, which just adds to more holes in this Oklahoma team who is kind of just fighting to stay alive at this point in time because I don't know if it's going to be Dylan, Dylan Gabriel is still going to be quarterback or if you're going to have whatever their backup's name is, Major whatever his name is. And, major Booty. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we'll see. But uh, I'm going to go Florida State no matter what um, in this one. I think they're favorite for a reason, and I don't think it gets any closer. I think this one might actually expand the spread. Right now, eight eight points favorites is Florida State. This one might get bigger by the time of uh, game time if more people enter the, enter the portal. Most definitely. That's something to keep an eye on for, out for as well, too. Next, we got the Alamo Bowl in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. We got washington uw ranked number 12 right now climbing right up the right up the rankings kind of quietly behind every without anyone kind of noticing take out number 20 we are back texas that being said give me washington in this game i like Penix at quarterback he's coming back next year as well too i think he's a very talented and gifted quarterback who's going to fly up some draft charts over the next year and 65 or so days and i think washington's a there's they climbed up to number 12. It's not like they were gifted for like being a good SEC team or a quality. They made Ohio State look rough for a quarter. They earned every bit of that 12th ranking. Penix is a – he is going to be a draft prospect. He is a bit of a bombs away type of quarterback. He really pushes the ball down the field. Texas is not quite back. They're just a little bit less far – they're just a little bit closer than they used to be. They're still a quality team, still building. But it give me watching this one. I think Penix puts on a nice performance. Yeah, I love Michael Penix Jr. Let's not kid ourselves on that. Uh, but there's something about Texas and Bijan Robinson in the Alamo mm-hmm. Dome. Um, they're three and a half point favorites, and really it's, it's down to that Bijan Robinson and that two headed monster at running back right now. Um, their young freshman as well is just absolutely dominant. Um, so if Bijan plays in the rack of, and, their, and their number two running back play, I have no reason to believe that Texas doesn't pull this one off. I think every time they've been in the Alamo Dome, uh, in the Alamo Bowl, they have like had a stupid fourth quarter comeback at some point in time or a big first half. It's one, it's one or the other. Um, so Texas rem- always remembers the Alamo, um, and it just seems to be their home, away from home, if you will. So I'm going to go Texas in this one, the favorite in, as well, three-and-a-half-point favorite. But I'm all, all that said, I'm going to say Washington and Michael Penix Jr. give them a run for their money. Um, and don't be surprised if it ends up a Washington win at all. But I'm going Texas nonetheless. 
nonetheless next we're we're on friday the game starting on the 30th we're getting real close to those new year's ones as well too we're getting into some of those bigger bowl games this one arguably one of the best matchups that we'll see outside of the playoffs as well too we got number six tennessee taking on number seven clemson two teams that honestly if it wasn't for spencer rattler might be fight might be contending for that playoff spot as well too and of course an injury to end and hooker as well too which won't be playing in this game for tennessee so they'll be missing their star quarterback we'll see they're, so far, we've only seen them really play Vanderbilt without him. So we don't really know too much about what it's like without him. And then Clemson as well, too. A lot of players, especially on the defense, are going to be entering the draft. DJU entering the transfer portal as well, too. Very interesting game to look forward to. I'm going to go with Tennessee in this one. Or excuse me, I'm going with Clemson in this one because of the uncertainty of what Tennessee can do without Hendon Hooker back there. And I think I've been hard on DJU because we share a namesake and he hasn't quite lived up to the expectations since he started at Clemson, but they looked better in the one half that his backup played. And I think this is going to be the backup's chance to kind of, kind of like when Trevor Lawrence finally started over Kelly Bryant. It was a little bit rough at first, but then he had a few of those statement games before that Alabama national championship. This is not on that level, obviously, but I think he's going to have his little, I am the starter moment, if that makes sense. So, and at this, I will say that what is kind of cool about this game is the star receiver for Tennessee Hyatt. He actually signed a deal with Hyatt Hotels, so and he will be get for his NIL deal, and he'll be getting enough credit. So everybody on his team will be it'll be enough credit for a hotel room for each of his teammates at a Hyatt hotel. So that that does make me almost want to pay. I'm almost worried they'll be sleeping too comfortably there. They'll be having too much fun, and that they're not going to quite be up for. So give me Clemson in this one, but I think this is one of the better matchups. Yeah, isn't this one Miami? Is that where Orange Bowl? And, uh, yeah, the Orange Bowl. Like the Hard Miami? Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. And you get the Hyatt Hotel in Miami. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that is in downtown Miami Beach. <laughs> so uh, living the life of luxury in that Hyatt Hotel over there, my guy. Um, <laughs> very nice to, to hear that story. Look, the NIL deal um, coming in strong right there uh, for, for, for Tennessee. And as much as I'd love to be like, oh, well, that's going to convince me that Tennessee wins. I don't trust <laughs> them without Hendon Hooker. Um, I haven't seen enough of them. You're exactly right. I've seen them play Vanderbilt. And I'll be honest, I could do well with a high school team against Vanderbilt, it feels like, this season. Um, they did not They did not have a great year. They did have some upsets, but that's that's neither here nor there. So we'll have to wait and see. This is the To me, this is the, hey, we lost to South Carolina Bowl. Um, so we got, we got bit by Spencer Rather. And uh, because of that, I'm going with Cade Klubnick, who, by the way, is the new starting quarterback for Clemson. Uh, I'm going with him and this Clemson team to pull this one off. I do think that there are going to be some holdouts on this Clemson defense that are not going to play in the bowl game, but that's okay because their backups are still going to be NFL draft picks in the in, in the future. Um, the one thing Dabo can draft or can can recruit is defense for sure. He can't recruit offensive line, but he can sure recruit defense. So give me that from Clemson. Um, four point favorites as well in this one. So give me Clemson to pull this one off in the Orange Bowl. Next up, we got the Dukes Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we got NC State taking on Maryland in game taking place in North Carolina. NC State with that defense ranked number 23. Give me NC State in this one. Maryland to his younger brother slinging the rock, but I, I like NC State's defense. They they still have a lot of continuity over the last year. No, that's, that's fair. I, uh, I respect it. But uh, in a wild one, if you had to guess the spread, what do you say that the spread is in this game? Is it a is it a ridiculous one or is it surprisingly? It's close? stupid. It's stupid. I'm gonna go with 14 then. 15 point favorites for Maryland. Wow, I kind of went out there for Maryland too. Wow. All right, so the, I guess the two MVP train is starting to infect his little brothers to get a run here a little bit too. Wow, 15 point spread. 15 point spread for Maryland. Ranked team. 
uh, yeah, against a ranked NC State team. Uh, I'm I'm going NC State as well. I'm like I like I like what Maryland and Talia Tagovailoa can do. I don't like a 15 point spread enough. Hmm. Um, so give me NC State in this one, uh, and I'm hoping that I, I just I, I miss transcribed this when I was going through mm-hmm. it. Um, I'll have to double check that one. But yeah, that is a ridiculous spread, and I'm going NC State. Um, I guess for an upset, but yeah, that's that's a wild point spread in this one. Yeah, that's crazy. I did not expect that. But next, we're gonna head to the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas, as we had number 18 UCLA taking on Pitt. I'm gonna keep this one short and sweet and to the point. UCLA, you had Dorian Beckham. I they were a few handful of plays from being in the Pac-12 championship game. Give me UCLA comfortably. Yeah, no question about it. Um, very good team, UCLA. Uh, I shouldn't shouldn't take anything away from Pitt. Uh, it's an underrated Pitt team this year, but four point favorites is UCLA, and I think that's a uh, disgrace. I feel like UCLA should be probably this should be the fifteen point game, <laughs> if you ask me. Uh, but yeah, give me UCLA as well in this one. I I just think too strong. Dorian Thompson Robinson is is an absolutely fantastic player, and he's going to show exactly why he was a at one point in time Heisman Trophy uh, in the Heisman Trophy conversation and. Don't be surprised if he runs this one up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Chip Kelly is going to want to put it on. Maybe if his last year's pit team, maybe. Then maybe they were closing in the spread a little bit. But this one, yeah. I'm a little surprised. But next we're going to hit I need to go back to that Duke's Mayo Bowl. It is a one and a half point spread. I missed the period there. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a lot better than the 15 point spread. But still, Maryland favored. That makes a lot more sense. Now everything kind of makes sense to me. Now it's okay. The gears were turning there. I was surprised. All right. One and a half. Either way, still give me NC State in that one. But that's. That makes, that makes a lot more sense. Next, we're going to head down to Jacksonville, Florida for the Gator Bowl, or as I like to call it, the We Beat Clemson Bowl. As we got South Carolina taking on taking on Notre Dame, 19 versus 21. We've seen South Carolina a little bit of a resurgence here at the end of the year, led by Spencer Rattler looking like, well, Spencer Rattler was supposed to look for the last five years, it feels like. And then we got Notre Dame, who – Higher expectations coming into the season, kind of petered off, but a strong finish, strong defense still. We know Marcus Freeman's starting to get things going there. I'm going to go with South Carolina. I think Spencer Rattlers, he's in that same conversation of could possibly enter the draft this year, coming off, coming off a hot end of this season. If he puts on a clinic in this bowl game, you never know where that could put him in draft position-wise. So give me South Carolina at led by the fighting Spencer Rattlers. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to go with South Carolina as well, but Notre Dame for the Posterity's sake is a five and a half point favorite. Um, I just don't, I, I like Marcus Freeman's team. I just don't think the way Spencer Radler has been playing down the stretch, I, I'm going to have to go Spencer Radler, especially since they're playing in Jacksonville. Um, I feel like that stadium gets nasty, dirty, grimy, and that's exactly what they're, they're used to playing in the SEC. I'm sorry, Notre Dame, you're not used to playing in nasty, grimy football stadiums. Uh, you guys have been pretty spoiled with some of the stadiums you get to play in in the world. And I did say in the world, yes, because you get to play in Dublin, Ireland pretty regularly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so give me, give me South Carolina. This one, the, the fighting Spencer Rattlers continue to, uh, to snake bite people. That should definitely be an interesting one. And the question is, does he actually enter the draft? I think he should stay one more year and build on this momentum. But at the same time, you got a lot of, uh, you got a lot of momentum right now. It might be hard to turn that down because he might've climbed himself into that second, third round pick area. Can he even come, can he come back another year? I thought this was like year seven already. I think because of the COVID year, I thought he had one more year. Oh wow, yeah. So that, like, hey, it's college football in in, in post COVID year. I don't, I, I, I've lost track of everybody's eligibility. Like, I know Bo Nix can come back if he wanted to, and I'm like, I thought he was gone for good. 
I mean, one of the guys we'll talk about later, we'll talk about one guy who's played many years in college football a little bit later as well, too. So we got, you, you know, you never know at this point. I just smile and nod at this point. As long as they're not yeah. freshmen, then I just presume they could, that I presume that they're either eligible or coming back at that point. Exactly. Cool. Next, we're going to head to the Arizona Bulls. We got Ohio taking on Wyoming. This one in Arizona Stadium in Tucson, Arizona. A nice little change of pace for two teams from very, very cold states getting the head over to Tucson, Arizona. That being said, I'm going to go with Ohio in this one. I think Wyoming's a decent team, but I think Ohio just has a, I think they're just a little bit stronger all around. I think they're just a little more well-rounded. So give me Ohio in this matchup. Yeah, Ohio three-point favorites, uh, but I am going Wyoming just because at this point in time you mentioned it. They are from the Great Plains, and it is miserable there, so they need something to win to go for. And not just getting away from Wyoming and getting into Arizona warm weather, but but maybe maybe winning something in Arizona might might cheer them up. Absolutely. Now we are heading into the games on December 31st. We're now getting to some of the big ones as well, too. And first, we're going to go into one of my favorite underrated bowl games here. That is the Music City Bowls. We got Iowa taking on Kentucky. This one in Nashville, Tennessee. The reason I like this one a lot is you have Iowa, who's going to have a new quarterback with Petrus unable to play in this game. It won't be Cade McNamara who's going to be transferring there. So I'm curious what they do there. But they do have a really good defense. And you got Will Levis, who's expected to be a first-round draft pick if he comes out at quarterback, who's had a rough season, unfortunately, as well, too, with injuries and just losing all the players and just a rough overall season. It's a really good chance to put a big stamp on your on your draft campaign right now. Basically, we talked about it with Anthony Richardson, what he could do with Justin Herbert, what he did against Wisconsin. I look for Will Levis to potentially do a very similar thing here against a strong Big Ten defense as well, too, so... I like Will Levis and Kentucky in this one, despite the coffee and mayo tomfoolery. I still can't get over that. But I look for Will Levis to begin his draft campaign and his potential first overall draft pick campaign coming up in this game. So give me Kentucky. Yeah, it's, it's honestly a shame this isn't the, the Duke's Mayo Bowl because I feel like Will Levis would be well, absolutely man, pumped for The that. NIL deals I'd be spilling in that one. Exactly. Uh, but no, I, I'm with you. Kentucky, a three-point favorite. Iowa's offense, just absolutely terrible this year. Um, and Kentucky, although they are losing four players into the portal. Um, I think two of them are agreeing to play before entering the portal. But yeah, Kentucky are, are the favorites for a reason. I think Will Levis and squad um, have a lot of fun in this game. And, and, and you know, they're going to be swinging some sweet music down in Nashville. All right, I like it. Next, we're going to head to the Sugar Bowl in Caesars Superdome, one of the more famous historic bowls we have. We've got number five Alabama just missing out on the playoffs, taking on number nine Kansas State. Kansas State with a surprising upset W, w over TCU to become the Big 12 champions. That being said, I'm still going with Alabama comfortably this one. I think Bryce Young in a similar fashion to those guys, if he plays, is going to be looking to put on a performance. Nick Saban is not happy about playing in this game. I am concerned because Alabama in non-playoff bowl games, eh, they, they leave a little bit to be desired. But I think this one's a little bit different just the way things play out. So I'm going to go with Alabama in this one comfortably. Maybe By comfortably, I mean like 10 points. Okay. Uh, well, they are five-point favorite. I think but like I talked about going into that TCU game, and like I've talked about with K-State all year round, Deuce Vaughn is the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. 160 all-purpose yards in the Big 12 championship game. Look for him to have an absolute ball against Alabama and lead them on an upset of this five-point favorite Alabama team. Because as you stated, Alabama in non-playoff games is not a good team. Uh, they are very bad. Last time they were in the Sugar Bowl, they lost. Um, fun fact. So, uh, yeah, last time they were in the Sugar Bowl, and it was a non-playoff game. They lost. So uh, give me give me K-State in this one for the upset and more chaos pursues 
And everybody's going to be talking about Nick Saban needing to be fired, but they're stupid. He doesn't need to be fired. Yeah, that's a little bit reckless there as well, too. He may be named Deuce, but he is the number one person to watch out for on Kansas State. So next we're going to head over to the Reliquist Bowl. This one in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. We got Mississippi State taking on Illinois. 22-ranked Mississippi State. I'm going to roll with Illinois on this one. I think defensively they're really strong. The running game is really strong. Mississippi State, they they still got a little bit of that uh, Mike Leach in them too where they'll air it out, but I still I still have my questions with they – I don't want to get punched in the mouth because that's an old cliche, but some of the way those that some of those old Big Ten teams play. So give me Illinois in this game. Yeah, actually, this one's a push. Uh, fun fact: no, no, that's no. Fair. As of right now, nobody's a favorite. Um, it is literally a pick <laughs> game. So um, yeah, Illinois for me is the is the one to go with here. Um, what they've done this season uh, is absolutely entertaining. Brett Bielema has has led them on a great run, and Mississippi State without a head coach. Uh, in a bigger game here against Illinois. So give me Illinois as well um, to win this one. Absolutely. Next we're going, now we're heading back to the Camping World Stadium in Orlando for the Citrus Bowl. Another one with a classic name is we got number 17 LSU taking on Purdue. Purdue, a su- surprise entry into the Big Ten Championship game and LSU, the surprise underdog entering the SEC Championship game. Both of them losing pretty comfortably to a team that is going to be playing in the college football playoff. A solid season overall, but I'm going to go with LSU on this one. A bit of an up-and-down season in Brian Kelly's first tenure, but they got some really big wins. Jaden Daniels looks like the real deal at quarterback as well, too, so give me LSU in this game. I like it. Uh, LSU six-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, but I'm going to go Purdue just because I feel like chaos is going to – just like the rest of the season, chaos is chaos, and it's going to roll rampant. Um, so give me, give me Purdue to, to win this one um, despite six-and-a-half-point favorite for LSU. Absolutely. So in this next one, we have the Cotton Bowl Classic as number 10 USC takes on number 16 Tulane. USC, of course, ranked number four just roughly 72 hours eight or so, something about 100 hours ago, Look, staring a potential playoff spot in the face, now ranked at number 10 and find themselves in the Cotton Bowl. Tulane, an underratedly good season, actually kind of surprised a lot of people there. Now they'll be playing in Dallas Stadium at AT&T at Arlington. I'm picking USC, but I'm not comfortable with it because this has a feelings of a, well, this isn't what we wanted to play for. Why do we care anymore? This has a lot of potential letdown feeling after the, so when take USC, Caleb Williams is banged up. That's another thing that I'm worried about, but I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not putting a dollar on this game. Uh, chaos again, give hmm. me Tulane, two and a half point favorite USC. And you're exactly right. Caleb Williams. Will he play? Will he not play? How many other players uh, who transferred into this team will play versus go into the draft? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, give me Tulane that the storyline makes itself. So, uh, yeah, Tulane upsets USC in what is a huge year for them coming off of what last couple years of building towards this. Absolutely. And next we got the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl game in Pasadena, California, the one that was holding up the college football playoff expansion, but finally allowing it to go through. So it looks like we will be getting that in the oncoming years. So we got Pac-12 champion number eight, Utah taking on number 11, Penn State, which is a surprising matchup there as well, too. But all things considered, I like Utah on this one. I'm going to get a little bit of redemption for last year's Rose Bowl, in which they came up just an inch short to the fighting Jackson Smith and Jigbas. So give me Utah on this game, Cameron Rising, as well, too. And his quote, I don't give a shit about Caleb Williams' nails. Just for that quote alone, I'm going to go I'm going to go with Utah on this one. And I think they're just a really well-rounded team that they didn't have a couple weird questionable losses. They could have been in that same position USC was in. Yeah, and let's not forget, one of their losses came when Cam Rising uh, got injured during the middle of the game and had to be pulled out similar to last year's Rose Bowl. 
Hmm. Um, got injured at, at, at around halftime and had to come out of the game. And despite that, their backup was able to, to validly lead them to a almost win. Um, hmm. But yeah, look, the, they're not playing Ohio State. They're playing Penn State. And let's just be honest, they're a two-point favorite in this one, Utah is. And it probably should be bigger uh, if we're being fair because that offense does know how to run the ball, does know how to throw the ball. They can attack you in so many different ways with tight end receivers, running backs out of the backfield. So give me Utah. Cam Rising, he's going to start making a name for himself as a potential uh, quarterback prospect for the NFL. And and don't be surprised if you see his name shoot up some draft boards. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've gone through all of those bowl games. Now we get into the big ones, the ones that a lot of people were tuning in and ready for. We are going to the college football playoff. And in the first one, we got the Fiesta Bowl as the Michigan Wolverines take on the TCU Horn Frogs, who, by the way, I'm glad they got this right and put TCU in there, even after I lost to Kansas State by the skin of their chinny-chin-chin. I was worried they were going to bounce them, but I'm glad they did the right thing and got them in there. That being said, this game we got Max Dugan, Heisman Trophy finalist, taking on Michigan. Blake Corum not going to play in this game with that knee injury. I'm still going to lean towards Michigan on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to say Michigan takes this one. I think TCU's run defense, I, I don't want to say it was exposed, but you know Jim Harbaugh's looking at like, huh. So you're telling me Deuce Vaughn got 160 all-purpose yards. My backup running back is arguably a top five running back in the country right now, too, and he's on a hot streak as well. Plus, J.J. McCarthy can get loose with his legs. I can see Michigan running all over them in this one. Max Dugan's going to keep it close, undoubtedly. TCU does not play not close games. They're like the Giants of college football, basically. It will be close. 28-35, something along those lines. 28-34, some goofy score like that. But give me Michigan in this one. Yeah, and by the way, Michigan are nine-point favorites in this game, and I think that's egregious to what TCU's done all season. Because you said it, TCU has not played a not-close game all season. Like, they, it, there's been, the, the games they've played that weren't close, they washed the other team. Um, and so Michigan, on the other hand, has played a lot of close games lately, including most of the game against Purdue until very late. They just did not break away from Purdue until it was t- too late for it to matter. Um, so I don't trust Michigan to cover the spread, but I do trust them to win this game. And a lot of that comes down to McCarthy and, and their backup running back being, like you said, top five running back already in the country, mm-hmm. and he does it with a broken hand, a broken thumb. So pretty impressive. But I do think Max Dugan and squad, if fully healthy, and I do think they have a chance to get fully healthy, I do think they're going to keep this one close. I just I think that run defense is going to let them down, down, down the stretch, and that's what worries me with TCU. Uh, but I do like Michigan in this game. I, I, honestly, I think this is going to be one of the better – I think this is going to be the better of the two – uh, semifinal games personally. Interesting. And I do want to point out to Quentin Johnson on TCU, a receiver who's a lot of people have him as receiver one in the upcoming draft too. He's a guy to keep an eye on too. 6'4", 220, probably runs like a 4'3", a freak nature. We'll see how he matches up against those Michigan defensive backs who underratedly pretty good. I got to give him credit as well too. I wasn't as sold on coming into the year. I thought they were very beneficiaries of last year's pass rush with Aiden Hutchison, David, and Jablon squad, but they have held up their own more than enough this year as well too. We've seen them is against some really big time receivers do what they can basically as well too. So I think that's an interesting match to look forward to, but we do have that other college football playoff game here as well. Cause we got the peach bowl as the team that their last game was a loss to Michigan, Ohio state takes on number one, Georgia. And Kelsey, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Cause you've had to deal with a whole lot of Georgia the last few years. I'm going to let you go and start. What are you looking at when it comes to Georgia versus Ohio state? Uh, first of all, Georgia is a six and a half point favorite and Ohio state, Look, they, you want to talk about a team that got exposed for the run defense? Ohio State got exposed for the run defense against Michigan. And uh, what does Georgia do well? Oh, that's right. Run the ball well, including their Heisman Trophy candidate heading to New York quarterback, the mailman himself, Stetson Bennett, who, by the way, 
this season has chosen not to run a lot, but last year, that is what his calling card was and what helped Georgia get to a national championship. So don't be surprised now that he's kind of gotten a lot healthier. They got their time to, you know, time off. If Georgia and Stetson Bennett absolutely break out some of these read options that he actually keeps the ball and scampers away for 20, 30 yards. And let's not forget, he can throw the ball too, guys. He learned how to throw the ball this year. Who knew? Uh, mm-hmm. Stetson Bennett did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I may be biased because there is Georgia gear in my closet, whether I like it or not that it's there. Completely different story. But it is in my closet. Um, I do think that Ohio State has an opportunity with C.J. Stroud and squad. I just think their run game lacks too much, and that allows Georgia to kind of pin their ears back and come after you. And that's not a pass rush I want to deal with, ever. Um, so uh, I do think Georgia can get beat, though, especially on the outside when they go into a cover two shell. Those outside uh, DBs seem to just kind of lose their track. Keely Ringo, despite being a first-round draft pick, does tend to get caught looking in the backfield. So do look for that for a potential way Ohio State can beat Georgia. Um, and, look, we all know Marvin Harrison Jr. is an absolute stud for Ohio State. There's no getting around it. Their entire receiving core studs. Uh, it's just their offensive line and their run game I don't trust enough. So give me Georgia in this one. Yeah, they're a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know if they cover the spread, but I do think – that Georgia can win this game. Very interesting. And, you know, we talked about chaos a little bit earlier, and I think this is where the chaos is going to be. This is going to spike for me as well, too. I know Georgia is the favorite by a long shot. They've been the best team in college football by a long shot. I know they have a 35-year-old quarterback leading the way with as much experience as any college quarterback of all time, who is now a Heisman Trophy finalist. That being said, Ohio State, last time they kind of snuck into a, into a playoff situation, they won the natty. They they smoked they smoked Alabama and they smoked Oregon. This team's not as good as that team. Obviously, that team was well rounded as can be. This one is a very I'm trying to think about. It. It's not nearly as tough as that team is. I guess like that team had some goons on the defensive side of the ball as well too, from Bosa's and Hooker Malik Hooker squad. I believe was on that one too. Lattimore like they had some guys on that team. This one, however, they got skill positions out the you know what. I know Jackson Smith and Jibbo won't be playing, but you mentioned their run game. They're at least getting Trayvon Henderson and Mayan Williams back for this game as well. To your two leading rushers, they didn't play in that Michigan game where we saw the run game was irrelevant, basically. Marvin Harrison Jr. is still the best receiver in the country by a couple of yards. Like he's comfortably number one. CJ Stroud is playing for his NFL future. I'm not saying his NFL future, he's going to be a first round pick, but he's playing to assert himself as that number one pick, too. And I think it is hard to repeat in college football. I mean, Alabama's never repeated in the entire Saban era. As good as they've been, they've never repeated. The last team to repeat, I think, is USC, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think there's been a repeat since then. It is hard. So give me Ohio State to pull a surprising upset in what turns out to be a weird shootout, similar to we talked about too last year. Georgia against Alabama, the first time in the SEC championship game. For some reason, that defense just didn't quite get home, and suddenly there were some holes in it. Look for Ohio State to exploit some similar holes as well, too. And if you put everyone on Marvin Harrison Jr., they still got in- U- Ibuka, I believe is how his last name is well. They have some other yeah. players. So give me Ohio State in this one to pull the surprise upset. Yeah, I think the last, uh, uh, by the way, the last back-to-back, I think actually was 2011-2012 um, Bama, if I'm not mistaken. Did they actually um, go back-to-back? I, for some reason, I thought 20, I didn't think they went back-to-back. Uh, let me double-check that. But yeah, while I double-check that, we can move on to the natty. All right, so yeah, 2011-2012 uh, Bama was the last back-to-back. Okay, so I stand corrected. They did actually do a back-to-back back then. Okay, but so, nobody nobody in the playoff era has done it. 
Exactly. And that was 11, 12 years ago as well, too. I mean, there are almost teen, it's been almost a teenager being born since that is my point. So that will take us to the national championship game is you will have Michigan taking on Georgia and I will have Michigan taking on Ohio state in a rematch of the game. And I'll go first quickly. Things don't change. It's a rough time for Ohio state. I still think Michigan will have their number. I think Ohio state will be coming for vengeance, but since Ryan day said, we're going to hang a hundred on them. Nothing good has happened. I think that is going to continue as well, too. A bitter rivalry and give me Michigan getting their national championship game and the Jim Harbaugh to the NFL rumors. They hit a boiling point right after that as well, too. So give me Michigan going to the national championship game. Harbaugh getting that monkey off his back. Okay. I respect it. Um, I, you know, like I said, like, like you said, I had Michigan versus Georgia. Uh, this is going to be a tough one because I actually would say this is a push as far as who has a favorite, maybe potentially Georgia as a one point favorite in this game. Um, uh, it's it's going to be a back and forth game, but I think what ends up losing the game for one of these teams is the lack of a of a Heisman candidate, and that is Michigan not having Blake Corum. I think really really hurts them down the stretch here, and that's why I have Georgia pulling off a back to back first back to back since eleven and twelve uh, with Bama. But I, it's, it's fitting that it's Kirby Smart that is the the first back to back winning head coach since Nick Saban. So uh, give me Georgia in this one. I just think this team is just top to bottom. One of the best all-around teams we've seen in college football in the last, since I'd say LSU. 100%. I will say if Georgia plays Michigan, if they get by Ohio State, I think they beat Michigan. I think they beat TCU too. I think Ohio State, just the way the matchups play out, is the yeah. only one that can beat them when I look at it. And even then, I don't feel great, but I, I'm feeling it right now. But That receiving core is tough, and that's what's scary. And when CJ Stroud's throwing in, on his A game, that's a tough team to deal with when they can run the ball too, but... We have one other game to talk about, too, and that is, of course, the Army-Navy game as well, too. The Navy midshipmen taking on the Army Black Knights. And you know what? This game, we're going to tune into our good friends over at Outliers. Well, too, outlier.bet slash Sports. Click that link in our bio. Go and sign up. Give it a try. Bet smarter. Make your life easier and win some money. And, Kelsey, we look at this one. There's some interesting numbers here on this one we wanted to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at this game, it's very interesting to see some of the betting uh, – some of the betting – uh, trends in this one, such as the percentage of bets in the money line, 63% people are betting Army uh, on, on the money line. You can see plus 105 odds that Army wins this game. Uh, so they're actually the underdog here. And percentage of bets against the spread, 65% have Navy covering the one-and-a-half point spread here. Um, so very interesting that you're uh, you're going with the upset in the money line, but then uh, in in the, the spread, you're having Navy, who is the favorite, covering the spread, despite... Despite, if you look at the trend here, Army covering the spread six out of the last ten games, including the last three, um, they have covered completely four out of the last five. Uh, so very interesting to see here. I'm, I'm actually personally, I'm actually leaning towards Army to win this one, um, both covering the spread and on the money line here. Um, I, I do, I would take the over in this game as well. If they're over 32 and a half um, if I'm going to do anything. So, yeah, mm-hmm. this outlier. Shout out to you guys for, for the odds. But, yeah, this is a very interesting trend line for this game. Absolutely. And that was kind of the one thing I want to point out too, is I like those over numbers because there's a whole lot of green for both of them in that one. So I'm expecting at least a, a third, a 13 to 20 score. They can at least get that for me as well too. So once again, outlier.bet backslash high low sports, or you can click the link in our bio as well too. get yourself a free sign up, get everything you need to bet smarter, not harder, all the odds, trends, everything you need. And you can put together your bet slip right inside there as well too. at all major sports books from FanDuel to DraftKings, the Caesars and everything in between. But that is going to do it for us here at Hilo Sports. We appreciate you joining us for another episode of Hilo Sports Goes Bowling. We look forward to these college bowl games as well, too, and we will see you guys next time. Mary 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.